We're just 40 days out from Election Day. And this year, that day is going to look very different than it ever has before. Forget your normal expectations of Election Day. Voting in America, it starts right now. Millions of Americans are gearing up to vote by mail in the middle of the pandemic. This is unprecedented, the number of absentee by mail requests that we have received. The pandemic has forced officials to plan for basically two elections. The one where record numbers of people vote by mail and the one where millions still show up to vote in person. And there are concerns about how election officials will be able to handle counting and verifying millions of mail-in ballots while also making sure the virus doesn't spread at polling stations. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, September 24th. Coming up on the show, we speak with one state election director about how she's preparing for the most complex election in her lifetime. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. North Carolina was the first state in the country to start mailing out ballots to voters this year. The first ones went out on September 4th. Karen Brinson-Bell is the chief elections official for North Carolina, and she's worked in elections administration for 14 years. Why did you want to get into this field? You know, it's certainly not the answer I gave in fourth grade when I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? But I can say that I come from a family of public servants. My father was mayor of our tiny town when I was born. My parents were precinct officials, and I remember going with them to vote when I was four years old and going behind the curtain with them. So, you know, we've just been a very engaged family, and it carried over. I'm curious what this year has been like for you as the person responsible for managing a presidential election during a pandemic. What have your days been like? We are always under a tremendous amount of stress for a presidential year, but definitely the pandemic changed things. Back in the fall, we knew that we would have a heightened responsibility to secure our elections because of cybersecurity concerns. So we had already added that to our our list of duties and responsibilities. But little did we know that we would add public health to our duties and responsibilities. And in what ways is this election going to be different from previous ones? It's already tremendously different. We have more voters than ever choosing to cast their ballot by mail. In 2016, that was around 200,000 voters who opted to cast their ballot in that nature. We are expecting about one and a half million to do so this year. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Out of how many voters? We're expecting about 5.25 million to participate. So we're really looking at about 30 to 40 percent of our ballots to be cast 
by mail, and then potentially 50% to participate in our in-person early voting period, then it'll be a very odd occasion, but we may only have about 20% of our voters show up on election day. That's unheard of, but that's what voting in a pandemic looks like in our state. So what are the biggest challenges of having so many more people vote by mail? And what does it take to be ready for that? It's things like, do you have adequate warehouse space? Do you have tables and desks and things of that nature? Do you have the computers to do this? It means more personnel at the county office to process the requests as they come in, to prepare the packet of instructions, inserting the proper ballot style into that packet, and then getting those stamped and into the mail stream. In just our largest county alone, they have already sent out more than 150,000 ballots. So in the past, that county, you know, would would take daily, you know, absentee by mail ballots to the post office, but they would do so in one of the, the postal tubs or something like that. And now that very county is sending those ballots out on pallets. You know, they're using forklifts to move these materials around in a warehouse. So it's an amazing logistics process that most people don't realize. With so many ballots, how are you able to verify all these completed ballots that are being sent back to the county offices? We have extended our absentee board meetings where the board members at the county level review to make sure that those ballots can be accepted, that they have the witness signature and the voter signature and information for both. But that's a tremendous volume as well for those board members to consider and to sort through. The sheer volume of mail-in voting this election has raised concerns about fraud, which isn't new to North Carolina. After the 2018 race for the state's 9th congressional district, a political operative working for a Republican candidate was accused of illegally harvesting absentee ballots. The election results were thrown out. We had a complaint file. This was brought to our attention. We had mechanisms in place that we still have in place at our county election offices that helped us to identify this. And we called for a new election so that we could give voters the confidence that their ballots do count and that we weren't going to let someone interfere with the election. President Trump suggested earlier this month that people in North Carolina test the mail-in ballot system by trying to vote twice. When you heard that, what did you feel? We were not expecting that, but we were so in the moment that really we just took it as an opportunity to try to further educate our voters. We did, of course, put out information explaining that double voting is, you know, a crime, and our system checks for that. We do have checks and balances in place. Our system is designed to, you know, indicate when someone has already cast their ballot and we would not issue them a ballot. So we had to make sure that voters understood how our processes even work and how we do check that. So that's how you responded. But how did you feel when you heard that President Trump said that? It's not our nature just to stop and feel something like that. We were already into our election. Voting had started, and, you know, our job is to carry that out. 
We already had hundreds of thousands of requests, and we were trying to meet our state deadline and and make all this possible. It was not a feeling other than we need to get our job done. And we're still on track for that one million, one and a half million people to cast their vote by mail. But those one and a half million votes are only part of the puzzle. After the break, the other huge challenge Karen's facing this election year. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Welcome back. So now let's turn to in-person voting during a pandemic. Can you paint us a picture of what it will be like to go to the polls this year in North Carolina, both in the early voting and on election day? Yes. We'll have 448 sites open for our early voting period, including the Carolina Panthers Stadium and the Charlotte Hornets Arena, and 2,700 sites that we have to make safe and secure on election day. And we have to staff those sites and make sure those workers are safe. We are going to be providing masks to every voter. We've secured enough hand sanitizer for all those sites and cleaning supplies. We've taken efforts to reduce the lines so that we can reduce the exposure for anyone who wants to vote in person. We will have single-use pins. They'll be handed a pin that they can take with them to mark their ballot, but take away from the voting site that says that they voted. It's sort of their I voted sticker this year because we're trying to reduce the amount of contact that we have. (laughs) (laughs) So we've really tried to just make the opportunity to vote in person as safe as we possibly can. Both of these efforts, getting ready for mail-in voting and all the prep to make in-person voting safer, seem like they add a lot of expense. Do you have the budget and financial support you need to pull it off? We received about $13 million in CARES Act funds, and you know, we've distributed that down to the counties. And where we felt like we were falling short, our state emergency management and health and human services officials stepped in. We've made it work. And that's actually what we typically do. You know, (laughs) elections are not very well funded even outside of pandemic years. So I think we all figure out how can we make it work on a on a tight budget. Will this be the most expensive general election you've ever run? Oh, it absolutely. Yes, there's no doubt. We've been talking about all the work and planning you're doing in your official capacity. But what's your own plan? Are you going to vote in person or by mail? Originally, my intent was to vote 
in-person early voting and probably even let that be known so that people could see that I had confidence in what we were doing to make our voting places safe for those who wanted to vote in person. But recently, because of some of the questions about the Postal Service and how the absentee process works, I've considered voting by mail. So what we will probably do is so that people can see how both are carried out is I will opt to vote one method and our chairman has opted. He said that he would vote the other method. So you're not recommending, you don't believe that one method is better than the other? I don't. I think it's the voters' choice. We wanted to make sure that they had that choice. We came out in March and said that was the right thing for North Carolina. So we want people to do what they're most comfortable with. And, you know, those are the choices we're having to make about everything in life right now. You know, are you comfortable going to the grocery store or do you use a delivery service or a pickup service? You know, are you comfortable going into a restaurant at this point or are you still cooking at home? So this is another life choice that people are going to have to make. And that's why it was so critical to us that we made sure to offer all three methods of voting that they are accustomed to in North Carolina. Given this giant increase in mail-in voting, there are predictions out there that it could take some states days or even weeks to get results. How long do you think it will be before North Carolina knows its results in this election? North Carolina is uniquely positioned when it comes to how we'll report our returns on election night. We have had in place for some time now the ability for counties to process their absentee by mail votes in advance of election day. What that means is that the board reviews and approves those ballots. The ballots themselves can be inserted into a voting machine and then tabulated on election day. So we don't have to deal with the million-plus ballots on election day. They'll already have been processed and ready to be tabulated. And we'll release those results at 7.30 p.m. when the polls close in North Carolina. Do you feel ready for Election Day? And what's your biggest concern going into it? You know, in elections administration, we really don't think about just Election Day. We think about that first day that a voter is able to cast their ballot. And so we had to be ready for September 4th. And we were, and we've continued to persevere. It's been some long hours, and a lot of the counties are working late nights and weekends, and we're doing that at the state board as well. But we're showing that we're ready. We've got a lot more that has to be carried out to make this a successful election, but it's amazing the work that they're doing already. And I feel confident that, you know, we'll just keep following through on our processes. We've done the planning and, you know, we're executing right now. So election day will be the fourth quarter of the game and uh, we'll uh, be shaking hands as we walk off the field that night. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. That's all for today, Thursday, September 24th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.